Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Good evening and welcome to the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Michael may not be with us tonight. Michael is running for Congress in District 21, I believe, in Florida, and he's at an event. He's going to try to make it into the studio, but hopefully we're going to have an exciting show for you. Regardless, we have two exciting guests coming on our show today. One is Josh Barnett, running for Congress out of Arizona in the 7th District, and Jeremy Brown, a Florida candidate running for Congress out of District 14. The Michael and Chauncey Show is to be a pathway of conservative information in order to educate the American people while protecting and preserving the freedoms and liberty and justice of the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our mission, and what we want to do is deliver information to you from candidates that are on the ground that want to serve the public good. You can join the Michael and Chauncey Show every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 to 8 o'clock. We interview people from all over the country that is running for U.S. Senate as well as Congress, and we've also had additional guests on our show as relates to sex trafficking, uh, air traffic control, domestic terrorism, and the like. So we have a very wide variety of, uh, of guests that come on. Most of them are, all of them are American patriots actually that want to serve uh, public good. So um, with that being said, there's a lot going on in our country today. It's uh, day four of the impeachment trial. And uh, I think that people are done with already, the American people that I've spoken to are already done with the fact that we've witnessed the shift sham show in Congress where uh, it was just appalling what they have done. And now they're trying to bring it to the Senate and Congress wants to even now try to influence the Senate on how they're supposed to conduct their trial and influence the outcome of the trial. So I know the American people watching and the American people are not happy with what is going on in our country today. And we finally have a president that is standing up for America first. He's putting our veterans first, our homeless first. Uh, and he is trying to address the problems that have been created for 30 years in this country. Also recently, Trump signed the first phase of the China deal. This person has done extraordinary things. Uh, First Step Act for ex-offenders or people that were incarcerated. Uh, He just signed last week, yeah, last week or earlier this week, the Religious Freedom Act to make sure that our rights, religious freedoms, are protected. This is going to be a very, very important in 2020 because this is going to determine where our country goes for the next 50 or 100 years. We're very thankful that President Trump has put more conservative people on the bench 
that will protect the Constitution, the rights, and the rights and liberties of all Americans. I implore everyone, I understand that the American people are disappointed with politics on the both sides, with the establishment, Democrat and Republican. I implore everyone, get engaged, get involved, because standing on the sidelines and complaining doesn't change anything. We the people is who is responsible for where our country goes. And if we keep allowing politicians to do what they want to do, then we have no right to complain unless we are fully engaged in the process in speaking up against any type of wrongdoing. The Michael and Chauncey show cuts through the mainstream media. We have people that are not politicians, that are former veterans, public servants, former business people that just want to serve the American people. There is a wave in 2020 of people that want to stand up for what is right provide service to the American people. And we thank them for wanting to stand up again. Some, like I said, have already served in the military and they want to raise their hands again and serve the American people to fight against local corruption, to fight against people that are trying to take away our Second Amendments, our First Amendments. The most important thing that we have in this country is the United States Constitution. That is the blueprint for who we are as a sovereign nation. And we should uphold that to the highest standards. And we should not let anyone violate our rights as human beings in this great country. For those that are running, we have elections coming up across the country. Uh, Some have primaries in March, some have primaries in May, uh, and then the general election is in November. Please tell all your friends and your family to make sure they come out and vote, and whatever they can do to participate to help get the message out. We would appreciate it. So without any further ado, we have Josh Barnett in the studio. He is a candidate running for U.S. Congress out of Arizona, District 7. I'd like to welcome Josh to the show. How are you, Josh? I'm doing great, Mike. Thank you for having me on. Well, actually, this is Chauncey. (laughs) And uh, unfortunately, Mike uh, is at an event, and I explained that earlier in the show. I just noticed that you just walked into the studio uh, Mike is at an event, as we all know, he's running for Congress in the 21st District in Florida. He's going to try to make it on the show, Josh. Uh, but if not, okay. I'm sure that uh, we'll be able to do a great job. Um, Josh, if you don't mind, would you please uh, tell the American people a little bit about yourself? <clears throat> yes, I'm a, I'm a business owner here in Phoenix, Arizona. I um, uh, moved here about 10 years ago. I a 20,000-square-foot fitness facility here, as well as Oceanside, California. I'm a pro-life candidate. 
I'm looking, you know, I definitely want to control the border. I want to have an immigration plan in place I've been working on with a lawyer here in Phoenix as well. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I come from the outside. I'm a, I come from the business world, and I see things a lot differently, and I, I don't like what I'm seeing uh, go on uh, in, this, in this political climate that we're in. I, I couldn't agree more, and uh, we need more business people in government. We don't need politicians, and I thank you for standing up for wanting to serve the American people. You mentioned already that you're on the front line and trying to secure your borders. When you get to Congress, I know that you probably will already support President Trump's initiatives. What are some of the ideas that you may have, uh, because you're on the front line in Arizona, that you'd like to bring to Congress to try to enhance border security? Well, I think, number one, I I do align with uh, what President Trump's doing. Um, I support the wall. Um, I support, obviously, other technologies that that are necessary as well for the Border Patrol. But the one thing that I feel there's a huge need for, and it's not being filled, is the the need to what what do we do with the illegal immigrants that are currently here are we going to kick out 30 million people so that's that's the plan that i'm working on right now where i want to do is i want to provide permanent residency to these people not citizenship but permanent residency a pathway to it and if you're a felon you're you're kicked out of here immediately you you know you haven't earned the right to be here to begin with so but again, without controlling the border, the, the in and out, if we kick somebody out, they come right back. So that has to be number one. But I feel that we can, we need these people here. We can use them here. Um, we can get them paying taxes. We can get them paying for, for their health care, for their insurance. Um, instead of living off the government and some of the welfare programs that are out there, making them a part of society, I think is the best way to handle the situation that we put ourselves in due to lack of inaction the last, you know, forever, you know, between Republican and Democrats are both to blame for this. Um, but we need, we need to fix, fix the problem, and I feel this is a way to do it. I think that's a great idea. And while we're talking about the border, recently China has had an outbreak in the flu virus. Uh, one of the things I've been talking about, and I've been asking our guests that come on our show, when you get to Congress, please also consider that is an issue that we don't talk about much, but yes. while protecting our borders, please look into if these people, we don't know if these people are bringing in diseases. Yeah. Airborne. Yeah, you're right. Had, look at LA. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're LA shocked. County is a prime example. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, it's something that I don't hear our current legislators talking about in Congress. You know, they always want to bash Trump about that he's a racist, he's this, he's that. But we have to protect America first. And I support the American First agenda. We want to protect our borders. We want to protect all the people that were within our borders. And, you know, one of the things that we have to look at is, is when these people come to the border, before we bring them into our communities, hopefully there could be some type of medical testing that will be involved for us to um, for us to look at these um, 
these immigrants that are coming across to ensure that they're not going to be spreading diseases and whatnot, you know, across our country. Now, I know we always talk about the drugs, human trafficking, and all of those things. But the health aspect also, I hope that you would uh, consider while you're running for Congress, when you get to Congress, that we look at that as securing our border is the health and safety of, of American citizens. Um, what do you think currently about impeachment trial that is going on in America? And what is your position on – go ahead, sir. Go ahead. No, good. I, I, you know, the, the impeachment deal, it, it's a complete fraud. Um, you know, I mean, I, my Lord, I could talk about how many lies and, 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 and just, blatant, just blatant lies that Schiff and Nadler and all these people said, you know, watching, watching it go through the House, regurgitating the same information in the Senate and talking for countless hours, just lie after lie after lie. It's really unbelievable um, how, how much Schiff can lie. In, in a, in a three-hour session, <laughs> you know, um, uh, yeah. it, 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 it's a scam. Yeah, it's like, it I, I really think, I, I used to think at first I was like, you know what, it would be great to get witnesses and, and force yes. Biden to come and, and really drop the hammer on these people. But then I thought about it more after watching and kind of looking at it from a different angle and said, you know what, this is absolutely ridiculous. This needs, he needs to be acquitted immediately and we need to move on from this. But I do feel and I, I, I hope I see this. I hope I see uh, Mr. Graham and some of the other people in the Senate open the Senate intel investigation into what has happened with Burisma, Proudside, Hussein, and Cyprus. I, I would like to see that happen. Um, you know, I feel they're getting away with murder, and I don't like it one bit, and I absolutely despise corruption. And that's one of the reasons I'm running is that I'm tired of seeing this constant corruption that you see. And I'm talking from the state level all the way up, from the, from the local level for that matter. And I, I would I would like to see a legitimate Senate Intel investigation into this so that the Republicans are in control of that investigation and not the, the crooked Democrats. I could not agree with you more that the Shift-Sham show has been disaster for the American people. The Democrats have polarized this view, and, you know, it's really sad that they stick with that narrative that Trump is a racist, all things that are untrue. Uh, but I think that 2020 is going to be a big wave, a big red wave. We have a lot of people like yourself that are coming from the private sector or former military that see wrongdoings that's going on. And my hat is off to you for wanting to stand up, because it is not difficult to stand up against corruption. Uh, I served in uh, an elected office, uh, and I ran for office, and it's not easy. And so my yeah. hat is off to you, yeah. that courage that you and a lot of others have. And that's the difference I've noticed in interviewing people all over the country, is you don't have politicians running now. We have people like you that are a public servant. We already have people like you that are on the ground doing the work like if you were a congressman already, trying to solve the problems. And I noticed that that's a different dynamic than in past elections where you've had people with their talking points, they talk about problems, very limited answers for solutions. But I find this year has been an awesome year 
you've already talked about solutions. You've identified the problems, and you're already working on it in your state already. This is the type of yeah. people that we need yeah. in government. We need people like you that are going to lead, not lead from behind, but yeah. lead ahead. And you are yeah. the people. Yeah, you're right. I see that. I see that all across the country too, and I see, I see. I'm a excited lot of, about uh, it. I, yeah, a lot of fed up people, you know, like myself, that was like, you know what? Why, why, why am I letting this guy lead, lead, lead CD7? This guy is terrible. Everything he stands for is terrible. His voting record is terrible. You know, why am I letting this guy dictate what's happening to us? And, and that's why I decided to run. And I, and I specifically, the Democrats, been abandoned by the Republican Party. I know all of this. But I also know a lot of people in that district. A lot of people are fed up with him. They're fed up with the Democrat Party and how far left it's gone. And there's a lot of moderate Democrats. If they want somebody in office with common sense and, 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 and with just a sheer will to do the right thing, then I'm their guy. Because Ruben Gallego is not that guy. Ruben Gallego does whatever he's told. You know? And Ruben Gallego, um, you know, he's a Nancy Pelosi puppet. That's what I always call him. That's exactly what he is. And, and, and one thing about me that people understand real quick is that there was America, and I'm not going to put – I always put people over politics, and I always have. Amen. And Amen. That's, that's, that's the model that I run with, and, and, and I believe in that wholeheartedly. For those that are tuning in, this is the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Michael uh, Blooming is running for Congress. He's at an event tonight. He might pop into the studio uh, but this is why we have this platform. We're bringing real people that want to serve the American people and not serve themselves. That's why we have the Michael and Chauncey show to cut through the fake news media, to give a platform, to give a voice for those who really want to serve the American people. And I'm honored and blessed to be a part of the election process by being an interviewer, by being a host of a show where I can have people like you, Josh, and other people that I've interviewed across the country to help uplift and preserve our constitutional rights as Americans. No, you're right. And, it, and it's great to be on. And like I said, we, we have to unite. You know, it's one thing that's the only thing I give Democrats credit for is no matter how terrible their platform is or their ideas, they do stick together no matter what. And, uh, and I, and I, I do like what I've seen with the house, with the, you know, with the Republican house and the, uh, Mm-hmm. And the, so far, the Republican Senate sticking together, and, and and I was very very happy to see that. There's no defectors. Um, if anything, we picked up some Democrats, right? So, um, you yes. know, so it's been this impeachment from the beginning. I said it's going to backfire in their faces, and it is, and it has. And uh, it, and I and I feel that um, there's a lot of stuff that people are forgetting about because uh, what's not being talked about right now is what William Barr and uh, Mr. Durham are doing. And uh, you know that information is going to be coming out here probably in the next couple months, within the next few months. That is really going to be very yes. eye-opening to a lot of people. Stuff that I've been talking about for two or three years, but eye-opening to the rest of America, you know. And uh, and, and I, I'll be afraid that justice is, is found with these people because without that justice, we don't have a country, as far as I'm concerned. It's a no hold bar, do whatever you want. You know, uh, I, when you have a coup on the president of the United States and nothing's done about it, then, my God, what else can you possibly do here? <laughs> you know, you can't do anywhere. Uh, Josh, so, I can't. You know, I'm I can't. for that justice, man. Josh, uh, Josh, I couldn't agree with you more. 
And my personal opinion is that the Democratic Party on the left is committing domestic terrorism by going after President Donald Trump. I call it the way it is. And I think people, yeah. no, I know the people are waking up. The people across the country are fed up and are saying this. And we're going to see a big effect in 2020 when a lot of the Senate and Congress turns back red. On a national level, one of the I other agree. most important. I agree 100%. There's a lot of independents yes. out here. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the independents that I, I talked with a, a congressman just a few days ago here in Arizona, I won't say who, but he's uh, very well known. And, uh, and he, you know, he told me, too, that those independents out there, they're leaning right right now. They're seeing that. And he goes, you know, as, as a new person in politics, you're in a good position, even though you're in a stronghold, uh, to, to jump into a race knowing that there's Democrats in that district. And, and if you go in there and you steal these independents, you have a shot. You know, lightning strikes, right? Sometimes you have a shot. So, um, you know, he told me to keep at it. And I plan on, I wanted to win. You know, I, I don't do anything unless I'm going to try to win. So, you know, we're running the win, and we want to let we basically we, we're trying to get the message out about what's happening, where the Democrat Party stands today, not the JFK Democrats, but where it is today, what's going on, and what they've done. And when people understand the truth, they walk away. They they won't even look left anymore. You know, so um, it's up to us to to do exactly that to put that message out there to the people in the district. And everybody I've talked to, even even Democrats, they're very fed up with what's going on right now. They're not happy with it. And um, it's a very it's a very good sign not only for me but for all Republicans around the country. Amen. Amen. Uh, one of the other issues that the Democrats failed to address is the failure of Obamacare in the health care system. Yes. Do you have any ideas uh, when you get to Congress what you would like to do? In reference to yeah, I do, I do, and I kind of, I kind of, I won't play off too much uh, what the Republicans are going to be putting out uh, very shortly um, Mm -hmm. in regards to health care. They do have a plan, and uh, it's actually it's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. It's things I I don't agree with 100 percent, but then again, we're never going to agree 100 percent, right, on anything. But um, Mm -hmm. but it's better than what we have now. I'll tell you that much. But. I do, and I've always believed this, the principle across the board, I don't care what industry you're in, the more competition, the better off you are. You're going to have increased quality, you're going to have lower prices because they're fighting for you. You know, they're fighting to get your, to you as a customer. And, and we have to increase that. I, I, I do like the idea that Trump talked about uh, allowing generics into the drug market, which I am okay with as long as, it, as, long as it's regulated and, and obviously we know what's actually in the drug coming here by a reputable uh, company, right? But um, opening up the market as far as that's concerned as well will make drastic differences in drug pricing. Also, the number one thing for me is transparency like anything. Making these prices transparent at these hospitals and everywhere else, again, it, it makes them competitive with one another so they can't price gouge you. And, uh, and that's going to help draw those prices down. So there's a number of things that we can do but it all revolves around a free market, you know, capitalism. And, and, um, and, I, and I feel that's how you fix a lot of what's going on right now. And, um, and I do believe in preventative health care. I believe, I believe in, I mean, I own a couple fitness facilities, you know. So I do believe in preventative health care, uh, educating people nutritionally. Um, you know, hey, work out a few times a week. You know, be healthy. You know, you know, 
and, uh, and, and the wellness programs that some of these larger companies do work, you get a, a two to three dollar return on every dollar you spend. So there's a lot of stuff we can do that I don't I don't think is really being pushed. Um, but I do believe we just got to keep a competitive market, and that's that's going to kind of it'll kind of situate itself at that point, you know. Um, and that's like a very general broad view of it, obviously, without getting into details of everything. But um, um, I don't want to uh, I don't want to go against what the Republican House is putting out here shortly, um, because I do I did like what I saw within within the bill that they want to push through. So that's that's. Um, that's yeah. That's that's fair enough, Josh. Uh, we have about five minutes left. Uh, I want to touch on education briefly. Um, we know, well, just two two things. Uh, Donald Trump just signed um, the, the funding of religious schools, which I support. But our yeah. public educational system is in trouble. Uh, I served two yeah. terms as a commissioner of education in the state of New Jersey. Um, you know, I don't agree. Well, first of all, let me let me back up. We need civic responsibilities in education, I believe, as well as talking about American history, the Constitution. Those things are lacking, and as a result, we have this left liberal socialism dichotomy going on in our country because we are missing it in in the earlier grades of American history and the value of being America. Now, what disturbs yeah. me the most is how the left wants to engage our children in talking about various people's sexual orientations, as well as in California, they're talking about various sexual acts. I'm totally against yeah. that, okay? Yeah. Uh, and what are your ideas uh, – again, I only have a few minutes. What are your ideas in education and some of the things that I mentioned? Because they are kind of well, the issues. I mean, yeah, I'll make it. I'll make it very clear. I, I, I'm, I'm very, one, I'm 100% against any of that stuff that you're talking about. You know, I don't need a second grader learning about certain forms of exactly. sexual acts and, and different stuff. I am, I am a big fan of Purple for Parents that was going on here in Arizona. I know Forrest. I've met him a few different times. Fighting out here in Chandler, Arizona, um, in the school, in the school district there, fighting uh, this as well as Drag Queen Story Hour and all this ridiculousness that's going on. And um, you know, I, I think I think a way a way to a way to address this is I believe in school choice, and we have that here in Arizona. Um, and the reason why, again, it comes back to competition. If you got a school that's getting federally funded per student, and you got a hundred 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 students, their parents like, you know what? I'm not sending my kid to the school anymore because you guys have drag queen story hour, and you're teaching oral sex to my third grader. I'm taking him exactly. out of here, and I'm going to send him somewhere else, and I'm going to put him somewhere where I feel comfortable taking him to. Well, guess what? That school's going to do. They go, oh man, we need that money. You know, we we need that federal money for kids. So you know what, we're gonna go, we're gonna get rid of drag queen story hours, okay? And and that's, I think that's how you address it because money always talks, you know. And I think that's a, a great way to address it. It's school choice is very important, I feel. Um, but the stuff I've seen going on, it's, it's, it's very disheartening to see. It's, it's 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 disgusting to be honest with you. And uh, and uh, and I know we've been fighting it out here in Arizona. And I I know some people really really in the in the day-to-day grind fighting this thing. Uh, this, uh, I call it this liberal machine, propaganda machine coming through. Uh, but we're not going to allow it to happen here in Arizona. And, and me and Congress, I'm not going to allow it to happen in Congress, you know, as, I mean, at the congressional level. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. And I, I, I don't know how anyone can support something like that, to be honest with you. So um, that's just where I stand on it. And I, and I tell people all the time, I, 
you know, I, I treat adults differently than I do children. Uh, as an adult, you can do what you want. As far as I'm concerned, and you can, you're not hurting anybody. You want to go to drag queen, whatever, that's fine with me. I can care less. You want to, uh, whatever sex you want, I, I can care less. But these are children we're talking about, you know, and it's just absolutely ridiculous that we even have to have this conversation, to be honest with you. And, uh, you, know, you know, common sense would tell you, listen, this is absurd. You know, we teach sex in school as far as the actual, uh, from a biological standpoint, the biology standpoint, you know, going through and you're teaching, you know, the difference between men and women and, and reproductive system and all that. So you're not teaching actual sexual acts and bondage and all this crazy stuff that I see in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane. So, um, you know, it, that, that has no, to me, has no place in school, and um, it, needs, it needs to be stopped. Us is uh, stop it. We have a lot, well, we have the power, man. And people just understand we have the power. And if we take, if we put, if we come together, there's nothing that can stop this. I don't care who it is in uh, about any topics, you know, whether it's the Second Amendment or anything. So um, we need to fight for our constitutional right to fight for what's right for this country. And uh, if we don't, it's going to go hell in a handbasket. In the last couple of minutes that we have, Josh, are there any other issues that you're passionate about that you'd like to mention? Well, you know, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely pro two A. You know, and I, like again, I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm very constitutionally con- conscious of everything that's going on. So when somebody says, "Oh, uh, we should have a sanctuary county," and I agree, I don't, I don't mind doing it. it brings awareness to, to what the Second Amendment is. But honestly, we don't need it. We have the Constitution. The Second Amendment clearly states what our rights are, and the right to bear arms is one of them. So, uh, you know, what they're doing and anything, these red flag laws are unconstitutional, and they should have no chance of doing Now, people are doing these these, uh, these sanctuary counties to just kind of doubly protect themselves. I'm a governor who's trying to pass certain things. I know in Arizona we have stuff going through the state legislature right now um, with red flag-type gun laws as well. Um, but we need to put a stop to it. They're unconstitutional. They don't work. And, um, and, and you know, it's just as well as, um, you know, I'm glad hope to see uh, abortion revisited with Roe v. Wade, that decision revisited again. Um, I'm, like you said, I'm pro-life. I would, at minimum, like to see a... I would like to see it kind of more designated to the states because the federal government, I feel, has too much power to begin with. And we, get, we stick our nose in the things that... Uh, that aren't in the Constitution, like education, for example. You know, so I, I really feel that uh, the, a lot more things need to be designated back to the state, and that is one of them. But I would love to see a heartbeat bill here in Arizona, and I'm hoping that that does get done here in 2020 as well. So, uh, you know, between between that and the border and uh, and the Second Amendment, Arizona is very important out here. Uh, if people would like to uh, volunteer. Uh, contact you or donate to your campaign, uh, what is the best way that they can get a hold of you? Well, you can contact me or donate uh, through Barnett for AZ.com. On Twitter, I'm at AZ, and as well as on Instagram as well, and Josh Barnett for Congress on Facebook. So, but you can click on there, you can donate right through there. If you'd like to donate time and help out with the campaign, you can sign up there to to get involved with what we're doing. We have a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of events. So, um, you know, now, now it's what I call the fun part where we go out we talk to the people. We let them know, you know, we let them know what I stand for and what my message is. 
Uh, uh, Josh, uh, thank you. Real quickly, Josh, I tried to yes. friend request you on Facebook, but I couldn't determine. Okay. I saw your, I liked your page today, but I couldn't determine if you had a, a, a regular account as well. Do you just have the Facebook page and somebody set that up for you, or do you have a Facebook account as well? I have a personal account that I have, but did Josh Barnett okay. for Congress? Is, okay. is the uh, the official page, and then I also have a Team Barnett 2020 that we do for private, like kind of like local people to help with the campaign, which you can add okay. yourself into. I'll add you in. I so I do kind of have those different ones. Well, uh, please do, and the reason why I'm asking is because uh, we'd like to have you back on the show, uh, and I do my own show, Conservative Talk Radio, as well as U.S. National Elections, and I'd like you to have you and invite you on to those platforms. And I want to be able to tag your name when I promote it. Uh, that's why I was asking about the personal account. But we could discuss that offline. And uh, sure. we'll try, to, try to inbox me, uh, if you can, on Facebook. It's John T. I. Brown III. So then I'll be able to connect with you. Because when I saw your Congress page, most people have somebody running it. So I, I didn't do anything. But I really want to thank you yeah. for coming on the show, uh, talking about your position, your ideas, not only for Arizona, but for the American people, the best of luck, and we hope that you will come on again and join us. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. I always have a good time uh, talking with with fellow like-minded conservatives. You know, it's always a good time, so I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you very much, and God bless you again, and thank you for wanting to stand up for Arizona and the American people. Thank you. Thank you. God bless, and have a good you're listening to the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. My co-host, Michael Blooming Jr., is running for Congress in Florida, District 21. He's at an event tonight, so I don't think he'll be able to uh, to come into the studio. So I'm here. But we're excited. Uh, my dear friend that's coming up next is running for Congress out of Florida in the 14th District, Jeremy Brown, former veteran, a business owner. And now he wants to stand up again for the American people. Uh, let me let's welcome him into the studio. Good evening, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? I could hear you loud, Mr. Brown. <laughs> awesome. Great to great. Have you. Thank you. Thank it's, you for having me it's, on. It's great to have you on the show. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, share with the American people a little bit about your background, who you are, and then we'll we'll get into it. <clears throat> Okay, well, um, my name is Jeremy Brown, and I'm running for Florida's 14th Congressional District. Uh, I'm running against uh, 13-year incumbent Democrat Kathy Castor. And uh, my background is uh, I'm a a 20-year Special Operations veteran. I spent three years with the 75th Ranger Regiment at 1st Battalion in Savannah, Georgia, and then 17 years as an Army Green Beret, serving in three different Special Forces groups as well as uh, retiring out of Special Operations Command Central here at McDill. Uh, Upon retirement in 2012, I started my own business in the luxury transportation industry, uh, which we ran for about five years, uh, and we recently closed it down in October of 2018 in order to care for some family issues. Um, After after that all settled out, kind of left me with not much to do being a double retired uh, individual, so uh, sitting around on my couch, saw what was going on at the national level, and having recognized it from 20 years of experience all over the world, 
uh, dealing with uh, insurgencies, I recognized it as an insurgency against my own government, so I decided to stand up and uh, challenge the Democrat that holds the seat in my congressional district. I want to take a moment to thank you for your service to our country, and also want to say thank you for wanting to stand up again to serve the American people. Politics, as you know, is a context sport, and you have to have a desire to serve people and to serve the public good. And I thank you for wanting to stand up again for the American people. One of the biggest issues, I believe, in Florida right now is human trafficking. What is your position on human trafficking? Well, my, my position on human traffic, trafficking is much like my position on uh, abortion. It's a scourge on our society. Uh, you know, the, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence were documents based around three main principles. Uh, that's the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And human trafficking goes against really all of those. Uh, and you know, you may or may not know, but Tampa is actually a, a major hotbed for human trafficking. Being one of the largest ports in the United States, uh, it is definitely you know, one of the points of entries for those evil doers that you know, that operate within that, uh, unfortunately, global industry. And so it's definitely something that all humans should gather around and, and, and say, you know, this, this should not stand in a society where we, we respect life and we respect liberty and we respect the pursuit of happiness. Because when you're a victim of human trafficking, you are robbed of all three of those. What are some of your goals that you would like to accomplish, not only for Florida, but for the American people? Well, one of my main goals is, as a constitutional conservative, is to basically cause enough ruckus within the Congress and get them back to their constitutional mandated role. Our Congress, for for decades, have operated well outside of their, their guidelines as laid forth by the U.S. Constitution. So one of the things that I really focus on in, the, in my campaign is, one, waking people up to the fact that our federal government has left and right limits, and our federal elected officials should honor those limits and stop usurping the powers and the authority that are bestowed upon the governors and the mayors and the county commissioners of this country by the Tenth Amendment. The Constitution was not meant to be, you know, an, an all-inclusive, let the federal government do everything. In fact, our founders feared a large centralized government, and that's the reason why they founded the United States the way that they did. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's just... It's become accepted through ignorance, which is mainly driven by the government. And when you put a government in control of schools, what are you going to get? You're going to get schools that teach people that government is the answer to all their problems. And so I think by highlighting that and, and, and taking the responsible role of saying, hey, that is not our responsibility, and, and, and actually exhibiting leadership, that, that's going to solve a lot of our problems because when you give people and you empower people to solve their own problems, they will. But 
if you if you give them an easy way out, they'll take that too. And so I think we need leaders in Congress that are, are willing to accept that not everything has to be ha- does not have to have a federal uh, solution to it, and 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 push that responsibility back to where it lies, which is with we the people. With the impeachment trial going on right now. What do you think about the impeachment trial, and what do you hear from people in your district on the ground about what Congress is doing right now? Well, you know, most of the people that I speak to, they're either conservatives that obviously are, are against the impeachment, or they're you know, your typical people that aren't even really informed about what's going on. Um, the reality is that our, the impeachment process, as we see happening before our eyes, is merely an attempt to overthrow the people's voice. Because I'm a firm believer that President Trump has gone in to D.C. like a bull in a china shop, and he is basically exposing uh, decades and decades and decades of, of accumulated corruption. Well, guess who, who's committed that corruption? All the people that have been in the swamp doing it decade in and decade out, slapping each other on the back, and, and doing it all financed by our hard, our hard taxpayer dollars. And so anytime you start to break up a criminal organization, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get pushback, and you're going to get people uh, you know, knocking on your doors. And <laughs> you know, Criminals tend to not like to be called out. And so what I think you have going on right now is a concerted effort by those who don't want the swamp drain, they don't want the disinfectant of sh- sunlight shine on their dirty deeds. And so what you have is a, a no-holds-barred, you know, guns of the Navarone attack against the man that's really uh, laying waste to, to a lot of uh, the problem, solver, uh, problem causers up there. Another topic in the country today is public education. Um, There's two things that stand out the most in our public education system today. One, our public education system was more than the military budget. But not only that, we looked at how, with the rise of the millennials, we looked at how our public education system, in my own perception, has failed our children when you come out wanting to be a socialist, we need to start bringing back civic responsibilities in education, the Constitution, American history. We're not doing that in our educational system, as well as now the left wants to shove down our throats. Our children wants to, uh, our children should learn uh, people's different sexual orientations and different sexual acts, which I find appalling and immoral. Um, what are some of your thoughts, and I, I'm sure that you are as well as I am a school choice person, what do you think that we could do in our education system to try to maybe revamp it? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is return power back to the people. And we do that, first of all, by eliminating the, the monetary umbilical cords of federal funding to 
this to the education system. And and I what I, I don't mean that you know we just stop funding education, but imagine if the money taken and spent by the federal government was never taken in the first place. If it was allowed to stay in the state, if it was allowed to stay in the counties for them to actually decide what's best for them. And I, when I talk about education, a lot of times, when, you, when you're talking about a federal mandate, okay, you're, you're looking at a cut, cookie cutter solution, which automatically has problems. For example, the needs of the Alaskan economy are different than the needs of the Floridian economy or the economy of Nebraska. So therefore, those states should have the control over their education system in order to teach the things within their education systems that are appropriate for their geographic or their state. So whenever we take all that money, first of all, we know that every dollar that you give to the federal government is wasted mostly. So if the federal government is not collecting that money to be spent on education, well, then that leaves more money at the state and local levels to be allocated properly. Second of all, we can prove this because look at the levels of money that are spent per student today versus how much was spent per student, let's say, when you were in elementary school. I bet there wasn't nearly the money spent, but yet I bet you feel like you probably got a better education than your grandchildren will be getting when they go to school these days. So we give the choice back to the people. For example, I have five daughters. My daughters were homeschooled until we moved to Florida. That was our choice. Well, once they went into the public school system, what I like to call the government school system, they were much further ahead than all their peers at every level. I didn't spend $10,000 per child, but I educated them. So if we give parents the choice, whether it be a school choice program or a voucher program or however that community, that state decides that they want to do it, what you're going to find is that parents who love their children and have their best interest in mind at all aspects are always going to make the best choice for their children versus a government bureaucrat or a union boss who, who wants to push all these different agendas because they're getting uh, money from this lobby or that lobby. To me, put the power back with the people, and what you're going to find is that the people tend to make the best choices for themselves and their children. Amen. I could not have said it better, and I think that is the most important thing, that we need public servants in Congress today that represent the people's will and not the political will of various parties on the left or the right. Uh, Well, Chauncey? Yes, sir. I know the damage that government school education can can inflict on an individual because I went to a government school. (laughs) (laughs) Duly noted. And and I will tell you, um, four years into my adult life, I personally had anger that I was not better educated. So we have nobody to blame but ourselves. We should demand of our elected officials to give us the power back over our choices that we make for our own family. And you know what? 
We've got to get involved. You've got to get involved at all levels. You've got to go to those school board meetings. I know that, you know, we're, we're busy binge watching the, the latest season of whatever is on Netflix. But <laughs> your children's minds are being shaped by somebody that probably does not agree with you. Amen. Amen. You know, it's interesting that we talked about the educational system. Uh, I, I'm very, very lucky uh, that, you know, I firmly believe that it's the school's responsibility to teach children how to comprehend and learn. It's the parent's responsibility. It's my responsibility to educate my kids, as you just alluded to. You know, well, but, when I was, but when I was in school, not to date myself, I still had the Pledge of Allegiance. I had prayer in the school, and they took that out in the late 60s. That is a part of the American fabric. And, you know, the left is disseminating the moral fabric of America. Well, of course. And, 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 you know, thank God we have people like yourself that want to stand up against this. I, I firmly believe that 2020 is an election on morality. It's politics versus morality. What is good? And when people well, have a desire, I, I, like, go ahead, please, go ahead. This is your show. <laughs> no, no, what I was going to say is, you know, we had, we had a, a very nice conversation earlier today, and, and one of the yes. things that you mentioned was the America first agenda. You see, we have a president that believes that what's best for America is what's best for Americans. And see – Before him, what you had were globalist politicians that believed in a one-world view, a global view. That is not what is best for America because I've been all over the world. I've deployed to 17 countries on five different continents, and I'm going to tell you firsthand, you don't want what the rest of the world is doing, okay? And so – When we get back to American principles and we get back to American civic responsibility, you see, when you're a slave in a dictatorship, you don't have civic duty. The greatest thing our founders gave us was liberty. But we all know that liberty comes with responsibility. Thomas Jefferson said it best, that the tree of liberty can only grow if it's refreshed from time to time with the blood of tyrants and patriots, okay? Because the natural state of the world is chaos and evil. America, Reagan said it best, is a shining city on a hill, right? That's why we have an illegal immigration problem, because people want to come here so badly that we can't process them all. We can't assimilate them all. You don't see any other countries anywhere in the world with this type of problem that isn't part of a larger strategic military operation. But that, that is the beauty of America. And for, for, for the first time in a very long time, we have a president that has finally said, hey, you do what's best for you guys out there, but I'm going to tell you, America is my priority. I'm the president of America. I'm not – I'm not interviewing for uh, the Secretary General of the UN. I'm here to do what's best for my citizens, the ones that elected me, and the ones that I'm sworn to protect. And, and that's what you have. And so 
I think you do, we you know, we talked about this earlier. Uh, the Renaissance is the Renaissance of America. It's Americana returning, and, and it's that mentality that you know there is American exceptionalism. And if you don't believe that, then you should travel outside of America. Because I'm going to tell you right now, um, and I'm not talking about going to tourist cities. Because all tourist cities are set up to look as close to America as, as possible, so you'll keep coming back. But go Amen. somewhere and walk out of the tourist area and experience what governments and dictatorships and despotic regimes do to their people, and you will find that America ain't so bad. You know, I had the opportunity to travel all over the world when I was married. My ex-wife is a flight attendant for United Airlines. And when I went on vacation, I never wanted to be in the tourist areas because I could not understand the culture of whether it was Hawaii, whether it was the Caribbean, whether it was Europe. No matter where I went, I wanted to be with the people that were in the community, the cultural people wherever I visited. Because that's how I understood how they lived, not like you said, the facade of, uh, well, this section here is the way America looks, so it's okay for you to come and visit and be a tourist. Right, uh, right. And, and so I understand that America is the best country in the world. I don't even I don't even care if you're on welfare. You still live better than people all over the world. You know, right. we've had it, we've had it too easy here. And people need to learn about how other people live around the world, and we need to do that through our educational system so we're aware. We're not preparing our kids for global, to be able to compete globally, not even national. Right. You know, and I think well, that's I mean, something that – go ahead, go ahead. Well, and, 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 that, and that, that's why America – uh, you know, when we have problems, we solve them. I mean, let's just take uh, the, 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 the global climate crisis, which I'm using my air quotes. You know, uh, you, you like the, you'll, you'll see these leftists stand up there and talk about how it, you know, it's the first world nations that need to solve the problem. But look, America has, you know, less than 5% of the world's population, okay? We are not the ones polluting the world. It is the countries that are, uh, uh, don't believe in liberty and freedom and you know, you know, mutual, uh, mutual beneficial relationships. That's why right. you know, America, you don't have trash laying all over the place like you do in the third world. You don't, you don't see the dark black smoke uh, of tires burning or trash burning because we look around and we say we don't want that in our neighborhood and, and we solve problems and we create solutions. Uh, and so it, it's, it's ridiculous for America to be the target of, of all these attacks when it's China and India and Pakistan and all these other third world countries that are the actual polluters. And it's just disingenuous, but we know that it's all a hoax because we know ultimately it's really just a scam to take more of our money, to put more regulations on us and, and basically control us through this you know, guilt-driven – uh, climate hoax, um, which of, of course is the number one issue for for my opponent. So uh, I love the topic because um, I really I'm, I'm not big a big fan of adults who lie to children. Uh, amen, amen. And you know that is the greatest sin in the Bible. 
we're supposed to protect and preserve our children, not lie to them and, 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 and indoctrinate them with immoral conduct and behavior. Like I said, I find it appalling and disgusting. However, um, for those that are listening to the show, it's the Michael and Chauncey Show. Uh, I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. I believe that Michael Blooming Jr., who was a candidate for Congress in the Florida 21st District, who earlier was at I believe he's in the, in the studio, so in our last couple of minutes, I'll let him chip in uh, and, and be a part of the conversation. Are you there, Michael? Hey, Ch- hey, Chauncey, thank you so much. Hey, Jeremy Brown, you know how we do it. Duty first, thank you for coming on the show. Um, the thing of about course. It is this, yes, I, I just came from an event um, in the community with a, two interviews and got to speak for a couple minutes at a Republican club event. But this is what it takes. It takes patriots who want to stand up like uh, Jeremy and myself. We served our country. We love America. We love the people of America. And I strongly encourage the people to support Jeremy Brown, support Michael Blooming Jr. for Congress. We need to make a difference. We need to get patriots into Congress who are going to fight for the Constitution, fight for our religious freedoms, fight for our Bill of Rights. And ensure that the left, who is in, who already not trying but is indoctrinating our children through uh, the school systems, through uh, through TV, through the social media, through all these digital platforms, that everybody's so caught up that they're missing exactly what's happening right underneath their 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 nose. Everything's happening right there. It's in plain sight. So we need patriots in U.S. Congress who want to fight people who aren't rhinos. And people are going to serve to make a difference for the community. At the event tonight, I was talking about love of the community. And that's why I'm serving, and that's why I know Jeremy's serving. So we're both running in Florida. I'm running in District 21, and he's running up in uh, what district again is it, Jeremy? It's uh, Florida's 14th Congressional District. So you got 14 and 21. Those are two seven uh, multipliers. So you got 14 and 21. Help support our campaigns. We need volunteers and contributions. And uh, help us to make a difference in your life for the people of our district and the people that we served abroad. And now we're going to serve at home and in Washington, D.C. Well, and one, if, you, if, if you allow me, Mike, what, one thing that I talk to people a lot is that they, you know, they say, oh, I don't live in your district. Remember that – Congress is a federal, you know, a federal seat. So sure, um, you might be a district over. Maybe you have a strong uh, conservative candidate, and maybe he's well funded. Maybe he's not even being challenged. To help out somebody in another district actually still helps you because we're making decisions at the federal level that are going to affect everybody. Yes, we're representing our our the people in our district. But again, if we're good constitutional conservatives, which I aspire to be, then our decisions and our votes and our legislation that we either pass or repeal, which is going to be a major aspect of my, you know, if, if I'm elected, yeah, I want to repeal two to three times as many laws that I, as I ever try to enact because, you know, I think most of our, our, our federal statutes probably are in violation of uh, their constitutional mandates to begin with. So you're, it doesn't hurt to support someone from outside your district. In fact, about uh, 55% of the donations to my campaign are from actually outside of the state of Florida. So by helping a congressional candidate to flip a seat from red to blue, uh, from blue to red, 
you're actually helping us regain control of the house and bust up uh, this this nonsense with the investigations. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of investigations that need to be done, but investigating our president is not one of them. Jeremy, real quick. Thank you so much, Jeremy. We have 30 seconds left in the show. God bless America. Please contribute at Payatron.com to the Michael and Chauncey show. Help us to expand it where we have we're always right and never left. God bless America. God bless President Donald J. Trump. And God bless you at the U.S. Senate who can get rid of this impeachment host as quick as possible. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Please follow us on Twitter at Liberty Today USA. You can also contribute to the show on Patreon. 